The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hey everybody, Lori H. Schwartz coming to you, Tech Trends Impacting Your Business. And I'm a technology catalyst and I'm here to talk to you about all sorts of insights and trends happening in technology, media, and entertainment. And I'm coming to you from what some people are calling the sun, which is Los Angeles. And in August and September, it is so hot here, you can literally fry an egg on the sidewalk. And we're going to be talking to you about a lot of different things, um, interviewing um, in, uh, leader, leaders and executives in the media and entertainment industry and having some fun digging into some complex technology ideas, but doing it in a really fun and simple way. And so it's very exciting for me for our first show here on Voice America to uh, introduce uh, a colleague of mine and really dig deeply into reputation management. Um, and we're going to bring on the marketing guru from Canary, the CEO, Mr. Bant Breen, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Lori, how are you? It's great to talk to you. It is great to have you. And I know you're dialing in from New York City. Uh, New York City, yes. Yes, indeed. Did Not as know? hot, perhaps, as, yes. as Los Angeles, but... Uh, uh, very humid, and it's the end of the summer, so I think all of us are very sad. That means back to back to reality. Back to the cold, which will <laughs> be coming soon, and back to eating inside and doing all those things because fall will be upon you very shortly. Yes, indeed. Well, what, what um, I've known Bant for a long time in a, a variety of roles um, and capacities. At one point, I was reporting into you. Um, which I know was one of your favorite gigs of all time. It was a joy. It was a joy working with you. We We had so much fun. At the Interpublic Company, running the um, Interpublic Emerging Media Lab, and I have a background in advertising and marketing, and Bant has been um, in the advertising and marketing business for a long time and came up through a a really prestigious executive training program. And I'm going to let him talk a little bit about what he does. But the subject we're going to really dive into today is reputation management and how it really affects a company and a brand's bottom line. And not just from understanding social media, on what you're reading about a brand on Facebook or Twitter, but how the executives, how the leadership, how the staff and how the employees leverage social media and reputation management to grow that business. And I know it's also an important value proposition for, um, for businesses when it comes to regulators, lawmakers, and everybody involved in that ecosystem. So, Ben, give us a little background on you because you, you're, um, you know, besides being a world traveler and um, your, your wife is from Spain, and so you're always traveling and doing the most adventurous things in the summer, which I'm extremely jealous of as I melt in Sherman Oaks, but give us a little <laughs> sense of your background. 
Uh, sure. Well, uh, I, I worked with the famous Laurie Schwartz at IPG at one point in my career. Uh, but apart from that, I, uh, you know, I, I've spent the majority of my career working in uh, digital media and digital marketing. Um, worked with a lot of the big holding companies, WPP, Publicis, IPG. Um, I have uh, run various agencies for um, all of those big groups. And also uh, been very actively involved with the startup community, actually, either building some agencies inside some of those places as well as investing in startups. Uh, and uh, along the way, I guess I got the bug to build out a technology of my own, which is what we've done here with Canary. Um, and uh, it's, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. But um, the, 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 the work that I did in the media and marketing world was very much focused on working with big brands, you know, the, yep. the, the, home, the, the Home Depots, the Microsofts, those fun companies. Um, companies. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Mondelez. I remember the food brands that we worked with the most. I don't know. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's always important to work with food brands for, <laughs> for the afternoon snacking or the late night snacking as you're trying to come up with well, uh, we had, campaign dur- ideas. During yeah. our days of the lab, we had General Mills, General Motors, we had Intel. Yeah. We had, I mean, we had everyone. We had Nestle. I mean, literally any business category came <laughs> into our world at, at Interpublic. And, and what was so great about that, and I think you'll agree, is that when you get exposure to multiple business categories, you really learn the most because many businesses, many executives are so focused on their own category that they're missing out on insights that are being gained from other categories. And so that's the other thing that's fantastic about what you're doing with Canari. Um, and um, it's it's not a bird, right? We're talking about a social <laughs> <laughs> reputation management company. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so the the name of the company we pronounce it like canary, like a bird, and our logo is a little kind of bird shaped object, but it's actually spelled with a Q, uh, Q N A R Y, and it's probably should be pronounced more like uh, like Qunari or Atari. But uh, we, uh, when, when we came up with the idea of the name, the idea came from the, 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 the phrase, you know, a canary in a coal mine. Um, I don't know if you know what... what they you know, die. What, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they die, which well, is they're, they're probably... The, it's not good for the poor little canaries, but uh, those canaries yeah, kind of no save lives, right? And, yeah. and the idea is that they, they're kind of an early warning system for the miners. Uh, the air isn't good. And, and, and our thought originally was that you know, we, we try to be one step ahead of our customers in helping manage their, their reputations online. And so that kind of was where the name came from. And the people like the Q-N-A-R-Y, so we stuck with it. So. Well, when you say reputation management, because again, all of us are used to understanding that our favorite brands, our favorite TV shows are always tweeting and now Snapchatting and posting things. And when there's a mistake made, you know, they're quick to get on social media and deal with it. And that's our understanding of reputation management. But what you're right. doing is actually something different. Yeah, to really thank you for um, clarifying that. The That's my job. The, the, yeah, yeah uh, the big brains there. So it's the um, brand reputation is what you're talking about. And in fact, actually, the... The bulk of all communications activity is absorbed by focusing on brands. So, you know, you see lots of big companies having brand pages, etc. We do not focus on building out pages for brands like 
you know, Pepsi, et cetera. What we do is actually work with executives and uh, employees of those companies. And so we are very focused on helping those executives and employees optimize and benefit from building out, uh, you know, uh, a perfect, perfect digital footprint. Uh, so that our, our belief is obviously that uh, employees are a very, how should I say, authentic, probably in some ways more powerful way of communicating with individuals about an enterprise. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, those individuals optimize those capabilities. But what, um, what would make a company put their faith in an employee to broadcast out about the company? Because we're always hearing about how that kid got fired because he tweeted the wrong thing. And (laughs) why would we invest in our, in our staff in that way and in ourselves really when everyone's always thinking about, I've got to put the money into reaching consumers. So how does this all turn into revenue for a brand? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, I, I think that, you know, when people get together at a company and they're involved in marketing communications, they focus a lot of the efforts about the brand. And certainly social media was, it was and still is kind of a, a new kid on the block. And it's very exciting for brands to explore it for their big brands, i.e. building out, you know, Instagram pages or now I guess it would be things like Snapchat, et cetera. Um, but the... Uh, the reality is that um, you know there will be people that are very passionate about brands and want to kind of know what the next flavor of a different product is, but but th- there's something kind of very salesy about that. No matter what, you know, whether it be a company saying, "Oh, hey, here's the new coffee from you know Starbucks or whatever," right? It just it seems very uh, you know like you're shilling basically, uh, and and yet when when employees and executives talk, when employees and executives engage, they can talk about um, kind of the vision, kind of the things where, that are shaping where the company is going. And that is really important to people, especially uh, when companies want to shift the story and, and start to move it in on, an, on a different or more innovative path. Uh, you know, I, if you go way back when, uh, this concept isn't kind of like rocket science uh, you know Scoble was doing this with you know Microsoft Scoble, Mr. Yeah. Social Media dude exactly and, you know where where the idea of allowing executives and, and employees of a company to share out and to share their thinking uh, helped revolutionize a perception of of kind of a fading tech company in that particular case. Um, Companies like Zappos have been more bold in terms of putting all of their employees uh, in direct contact with their consumers. And they were actually famous. That was their famous sort of launch into the world was really turning the dime on that and hearing from employees and empowering employees. Yeah, so what, what, what we've tried to do is seize upon something that we know has tremendous engagement. We see from third parties like um, uh, the, you know, Weber Shandwick. There's uh, um, Charlene Lee did a, a big uh, study in December of last year as well. 
uh, that that uh, from the altimeter group. And all of these third-party reports essentially say the same thing. If you invest in your employees and your executives, and if you give them a chance to have their own voice and their brand, it benefits the company, you know, from a sales perspective. It benefits the company from recruiting better talent. It benefits the company from uh, reducing churn or attrition of, of top talent. So, I mean, all three of those areas, I think, are critically important for Fortune 500 companies. And uh, certainly, we, uh, we, we, we believe that we're helping in that regard. Uh, our technology, I think, allows to that, that uh, safety net uh, that you're kind of referring to, like, hey, do you want to just put your employees in charge of this stuff and just let them go crazy? Nobody wants to do that. Um, no, no, none of these companies want to do that. But the reality is the opposite of just shutting everything down isn't cutting it either. So... Um, you really need to kind of develop a system that is kind of a happy medium, and that's where things like the Canary platform play a role. That's great, Brian. Now, when we come back, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, I want to um, talk to you about, you know, why you chose to go down this path, because really you were looking at, you're always looking at so many emerging technologies in your career and so many different, you know, platforms. Why, Why this direction and what trends are you seeing? So we'll be back in a moment when we hear from some friends. Thanks. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hello, everybody, and we're back on the Tech Cat Show, and we're speaking to the fantastic Bant Breen, CEO of Canary, a true marketing guru, and we were just about to dive into why Bant decided to create his latest company, 
um, um, Canary, and also why reputation management? Why social media? Because you have always been at the center of the newest, the latest technology for marketing. So I'm just wondering why that particular direction and what other trends are you seeing that are really, you think, are really going to take off? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, you know, I think, Lori, the reason why we, we started Canary was that I was running one of IPG's agencies, and we were working with huge brands. I mean, if you remember, Lori, we talked about them like Home Depot, et cetera. And um, we realized that we were implementing these just incredible solutions across search marketing, across social media, um, across content for these companies. And, um, you know, I was sitting one day and I was realizing that none of the tools, none of the thinking that we were applying were available to individuals. And yet every individual needs to actually build out their own brand and their own reputation in uh, online. And so we set off to, to build Canary and to build a, a solution that allowed just for, for just that to build out the optimization techniques, the ways to grow an audience, the ways to optimize for an individual, to bring it back to that that individual and you just saw um, a huge yeah. huge opportunity in the space and a need because I know I've been working with with um, Canary now for the last year and a half I think and it's just been tremendous to have a partner and an expert to talk to about my brand and then you're also helping me manage all the different platforms and so how do you choose which tech platform to go after and what tools because there's so many different trends out there and so many different platforms to dive into so like what what do you do you wait for something to be talked about a lot or how do you keep up with everything uh, that's a really good question we focus heavily on what we would consider uh, our executive or uh, enterprise focused channels so uh which are like what well i guess those would be things like the LinkedIn's of this world. We would we would put things like Twitter in that camp, uh, maybe Instagram. We would we would steer clear of things right now like Snapchat, um, where we, so we would. Well, more, more because maybe because they're new, but also just because it's just not a business channel. Um, it's it's more of a, an entertainment channel, and it's not something that. Uh, uh, our executive clients. Our focus is very much on businesses and enterprises and executives and employees. So we're not uh, we're not really trying to build out their uh, personal reputations. We're trying to build out their professional reputations. So so we focus on on that side of the business. I don't think you can fix my personal reputation, really. <laughs> that would be well, too work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I maybe I can recommend somebody. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about what tech, tech trends are you seeing that you're intrigued by? Just joking about that. On Valentine's Day of this year, we did uh, we ran what was just a spoof of how Canary would uh, build out your dating profiles. Oh wow! <laughs> and we we just ran this kind of uh, spoof uh, promotion, and we got hundreds of people reaching out to us, basically saying, I'd very much like you to do that for me. If you could 
if you That's can re- if you can rebuild my Tinder profiles, uh, I'd I'd really appreciate it. Well, you know, it's funny, Bant, that you mention that because our guest next week is Julie Sphera, who's actually a online dating expert, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about that. But she's made a whole career and living and written books all about digital dating. So it's so funny that you said that, but people were reaching out to you because it's such a hot thing. What about like other hot topics? Um, maybe you don't get involved in them because in this particular you know, world of reputation management, they're not so urgent. But are you looking at the Internet of Things? Are you looking at AR and virtual reality and you know, biofeedback and all these other sort of texts that are starting to feed into consumer platforms? Um. It's a really interesting question. Uh, Certainly, we look at every new area and we try to understand what is going to have the biggest impact uh, for users uh, for what what we're trying to build. All those things that you're mentioning, Internet of Things, are, are, are all really, really interesting. But what we're kind of obsessed with as a company are human or are, are, are individuals' habits. Oh, and so our, 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 our thing would be that we would be looking at what are, what are your day-to-day habits of how you go about things and how have those shifted because of technology? Um, you know, at some point along the way, I think, you know, you had to learn somebody – Somebody was the first person to brush their teeth, and then everyone started to brush their teeth, and so on and so so forth. (laughs) Thank God, right? But but the same thing has to be learned whenever you're trying to build a new company and a new product. You have to see where you fit into an individual's life. We would say that from a technology perspective, the focus is like everyone heavily mobile. Like mobile is everything in people's lives. If, right. if, if I ever can make eye contact with people on the street, it's a miracle today, right? Everyone has their heads on their phones. Right. So, so we are heavily focused on uh, working to make our technology, our solutions, mobile appropriate, mobile friendly, mobile habit uh, connected, connected really. Like how do we make sure that we're part of, of that trend that's happening? So you're almost mapping the, you know, like what we used to do on the opposite side, what a brand does, mapping their consumer's path and accessing that brand. Now you're doing it sort of on the reverse for the executive. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, you know, I I think probably one of the reasons why our product works for people is that they just don't have time to uh, be monitoring all of this digital activity all day long. And so if they have the support technologies and the support support solutions of, of a group like Canary, it's tremendously helpful to them. So um, we now have to make sure that they have control and access and are able to manage that, and that really is going to be a mobile, mobile, right? It's going to be where they are, where we can kind of go, go to them, not make them come to us. So many technolo- technologies today, especially in the marketing space, focus on building out massive dashboards. And, you know, one of our mantras in the company is, uh, death to dashboards. Right? <laughs> and when you say dashboard, you mean something you log into that is on a browser, you're sitting in front of a computer, and that's how you manage the whole environment. You got it. I mean, uh, we don't know any of our executives that have time to sit in front of a dashboard. Right. And so um, we need to be able to build intelligent. I, I wash, but that's about all I have time for. I'm always <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. <laughs> Thank you. And the world thanks you, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it is it is Skype audio, but still, it's nice to know that I'm clean. But <laughs> I'm sorry. So you were saying none of your executives have time, and this this really helps them manage all that. And it and it's true. It's also like I don't have time to learn each nuance because all the different social media platforms are always changing their APIs and their algorithms. And I know when I call your team. They're up on that, and that's yeah. a full-time job in itself, keeping up with how they're all changing all the time. You got it. I think, and you, know, you also asked, like, what I am looking at and uh, what I see changing. You know, today the big discussion in, discussion in the marketing and communications world of technology is all around programmatic uh, technology. Oh, my God, you uh, can't swing a dead cat without hitting the word programmatic at any you, marketing event. You got it. And, and, and I'm fascinated with, with programmatic and I certainly was one of the, you know, one of the founders and starters of, of one of the original uh, programmatic groups at IPG. So it's, so it's, so it's not, so it's not new. But um, the, the, the challenge I have is in a world where that type of advertising is not, uh, no one's kind of looking at display ads, you know, what is going to become the powerful marketing vehicle uh, that uh, individuals can utilize is there. There needs to be a different type of a relationship between individuals and individuals and brands. Right, and and this is also um, you know just so we can all get on doing what we have to do with our businesses, which in itself is overwhelming. Right, I mean you have to like manage. You have to do the day to day of your actual job. So to add on all of this on top of it is so overwhelming because I know your team doesn't sleep, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we have uh, our team here in New York, and then we also have our Q network. So we have you know hundred plus folks that support. And yeah, I mean, some of our clients that need twenty four seven access and support, they get it. Others don't. But I mean. The technology is monitoring 24-7. So you have a proprietary platform that you leverage as well as really smart humans that are all working in synergy to really manage all of this data and experience. Yeah, you got it. So what we've what we've done is we've built a platform that essentially pulls in all the data from search engines like Google, Bing, uh, social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, etc. Analyzes that information, tracks the opportunities for content creation, uh, tracks whether things have been optimized. So kind of looking at social SEO, uh, and then. Um, and uh, and and provides that like uh, I don't want to say real time, but essentially um, you know gets that information to people uh, so that they can actually act upon it. That's that's fantastic. I know. Um, also, the thing that I've noticed about you and a lot of your folks is that you're at a lot of events, right? You're always um, managing clients' experiences at South by and. You know, I know you're heading off to, to Asia for a big event for some clients. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that it, the reality is that um, we, when, when we work with executives, uh, executives tend to go out to some of these big events and they're speaking uh, or doing presentations or, or something. And what we, what we do is we're actually amplifying those efforts. So we, we, um, for the big types of events like the South by Southwest or I think what we're going to in Asia, 
uh, which is Spikes Asia, which is the big awards festival in Asia. Um, these are huge events, and certainly we have a lot of clients that are going to be at these events, uh, and we're just making sure that we amplify uh, and optimize this stuff, and we have a team on site for that. That, that's fantastic. I, I know it's been um, really interesting for me to participate in some of these events that, that you do, and I know how grateful your clients are that you're giving them a contextual way to play inside of some of these events. So when we come back, we're going to take another break and hear from some friends again, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about, you know, you're a busy executive, you're traveling the world, so how do you find out what to you know, tell your clients, how do you keep up with tech? You know, how are you staying sort of ahead of the game? Because for as long as I've known you, you've been sort of ahead. You know, I just, I just listened to Tech Cat. <laughs> God, I love you. All right, well, we'll be right back. And we're going to hear more from Bant about how he keeps up because it's, it's really pretty overwhelming, right, in these days. Um, I don't think you actually sleep. And you look good for someone that doesn't sleep, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we'll be back in a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying, but when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune in to Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increase margins, listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Business. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. 
All right, and now we are actually back, and we're going to continue talking to Bant Breen, CEO of Canari, a reputation management company. I'm your tech cat, digging into tech trends, impacting your business. And what we were going to talk to Bant about next was really trying to understand you're a busy executive, you're flying all over the world, um, you're having fantastic meals, because <laughs> we were talking about how important food is. How do you keep up with everything? You know, how do you how do you stay in track with like the latest marketing trends, the latest insights, you know, what's cool, who's cool. How, how are you staying so, so, you know, smart? Uh, well, I don't know if I'm staying so smart, but um, there's certainly a lot happening every day. Um, I, I don't know if I can fully answer that question, but I will tell you kind of the, the key things that uh, are part of my my life. I mean, I, I definitely go to South by Southwest every year uh, uh, in the marketing and advertising um, realm. Uh, I I definitely attend the uh, the Can Advertising Festival every year. Um, I I I think that there's a couple events CES, obviously, Lori, which is something that you you've put on a, a amazing uh, tours at for years. Uh, those three events are so important. I think now everyone is looking at D Mexico as potentially the next one that's that's coming on track as being big events to go to. Um, and and why are those big events? Well, I I, I really think it's just because you bring together a ton of people that actually finally get a chance to talk about uh, a lot of these issues that are shaping the industry. Um, in terms of uh, you know tracking or what's going to come next, uh, I, I think probably one of the reasons why I was probably attracted to set up a company like Canary is that I'm just a voracious consumer of media. And so you know, we, we're tracking trends of um, of information constantly. I mean, that's pretty much what our our, our technology is able to do. And so we, uh, you know, I'm I'm constantly looking to see what is popping, what is not, uh, what Kim Kardashian is up to or not. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, it, I joke, but in, in in reality, it's just incredible how much stuff is going on. There are some publications that are spectacular. Uh, I love PSFK. Uh, you know, uh, PSFK is kind of an innovation publication, psfk.com. It's definitely worth taking a look at. They always highlight um, uh, quite unique things that are happening uh, in, in kind of the innovation space uh, that will get you thinking in, in new ways. But I think the big thing for me is that you start to see and, uh, trends that bubble up and continue forward. Uh, certainly, you know, we were talking about this programmatic thing. I knew that that was going to be big. I think probably the thing that I'm obsessed with right now is I kind of feel like that's kind of going to reach a natural efficiency end. You know, there's only so much efficiency focus that you can yeah, have. I, I worry about sudden, storytelling in that world, you know. You, yeah, absolutely. And, and so I think there's a real need for us to think about what's going to be next. Right. And what happens after we get the efficiencies laid down? What happens on top of that to maybe connect the longer tail storytelling around things? Because it's great that you're taking care of people are seeing your message in all the right places, but what is the message and then how does the message play off in other formats? And I, I think that's the part that, that's a little um, 
scary right now is that we're sacrificing some of that. And maybe that even speaks to, you know, you and I have talked about this forever, that there's this rift between creative and media inside of agencies. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're still not really talking to each other. And it's starting to change in the boutique agencies who sort of combine creative and media together. But are are you seeing that shift in the larger agencies at all? Are they getting along better to sort of manage what you're talking about? I, I don't think anyone knows what the perfect mix really is. I will say that... Uh, this this um, programmatic push that all the focus is on technology. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I noticed at Cannes this year, uh, you know, Cannes is this uh, amazing festival. It's always great. You know, I feel spoiled to go to the south of France to a big award festival, but. The, the reality is that that festival used to be very much about creative, excellence in creative. And, I mean, I, I don't think I witnessed one conversation about creative uh, this year. It was all about technology. Because everyone's was, worried? No, everyone's focused on, uh, on the technology. The tech has become the new creative, and the tech has become the focus. Um, all the new companies that develop any form of platform to provide uh, 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 or play a role in this this uh, DMP programmatic space, uh, they're the ones that focus that, that that are kind of holding holding the holding the day or um, yeah. today. And and, and and that's it's fine. That's fine. I'm not I'm not kind of complaining okay. about that. It's just more of. Uh, a, a shift, and and I think you know what you mentioned, Lori, is how does the creative piece get woven back into that? Yeah. Well, um, certainly, uh, data-driven creative has been something that companies have talked about for years and years and years. Um, it happens, you know. Certainly, a lot of the creative that we produce for clients, for the content we produce for clients, is driven by data, data trends. Um, that being said, I don't think it's about getting a better creative or I think or a better idea. Uh, I think it's going to be about trying to figure out a different relationship between enterprises, uh, executives, and consumers. And I don't think that that has been changed in the last 150 years. So, right, you know, so we're we, changing we, we're, everything. The whole ecosystem, what goes well, up and down is going to change. I mean, I mean, I think you really need to every, everyone really needs to ask themselves like you know, do you really w- look at those display ads that you see on websites? Do you, d- d- you know, we know that no one watches TV commercials anymore. You know, the new iOS and uh, for Apple, you know, essentially blocks out ads on the mobile mobile devices. So, what you know, in in a world where all of that is clearly commonplace, and consumers are essentially saying, and as well as the developers, technology developers are saying, we don't want this. What's going to be the new value value exchange? And no one, no one has figured that out yet. Right. Everyone's talking about subscription and how. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, the only people that probably have figured it out would be like the Netflix and those. Yeah, because it's subscription or premium cable. But I think you know what I'm seeing a lot of great where I'm seeing interesting movement is you know branded content, but not not like obvious over the head but when the brand's attribute is feeding into the content in a positive way and there's great storytelling you, you know um yeah you're absolutely right i think the challenge there is just the scale of it yeah, you know, yeah. how do you how do you scale those types of uh do we do we exercises? have to scale is the other question because the conversation i've been getting into more and more with folks is that they're all looking at niche 
content plays. Like their content marketing plans now do have to scale, but not to every demo, right? Now they're just looking at, I just want to reach, you know, women 20 to 25 who just got married or whatever it is, you know. It's a really yeah. um, young age to get married. But <laughs> <laughs> considering how old I was when I got married. but <laughs> Yeah. You got no, but young. Didn't you get married young? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, all I know is I've been married. Uh, I'm still, and I, and I, and, and knock on wood, you know, I'm still married. And after Carmen listens to this, hopefully I'm still married. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have an amazing wife. It is, it is kind of weird how amazing your wife is yeah. and your, and your kids. But, um, so it's interesting just to, to, to look at this space. Everyone's kind of wondering what, what is the ad model going to be ultimately and then banging on tech to see if that's going to help. And then, you know, I'm always looking at what's the storytelling. And, and when I see great storytelling or when something really makes sense, you get very excited about that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, it's incredible, though, what has, what has happened over the last, let's say, 15 years. The massive transformation. You know, we were talking about habits, right? Yes. You know, search, like Google, searching for something on Google is such an ingrained habit for people now. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah. can't imagine that easily shifting. Facebook, uh, you know, people may say Facebook's not cool or whatever, but my God, it's a habit. It's a habit that has become part of people's lives. And so, you know, just like eating chocolate, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But well, I think we should all do more of that. Uh, But, (laughs) um, uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's trying to figure out how, you know, what, what do these habits actually, these new habits mean and how are we going to, you know, how, how are we going to see that develop into a, a way that could potentially market or advertise products and so on and so forth? Yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. Just before we go out um, to our next break, you know, we got the, um, the Amazon Echo. So um, the, you know, intelligent agent that sort of looks like a tower. And so now my five-year-old walks up to her in the morning and says, Alexa, play My Little Pony music. And it does. And she just knows now how to say the word right, how to say the sentence right, the syntax. She's learned if she doesn't say it in the right order, it doesn't work. And so at five, you know, she's already been exposed to a pretty complex, you know, behavior um, that, that, uh, that other people who come into her house are like, what is she doing? You know, and it's natural to her. So that's what yeah. she's growing up with. So it's, it's freaking fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I think that one thing that kind of to keep in mind is, you know, you saw that, uh, I think it was last week that it was leaked that Snapchat as a company made around, I don't know, two or three million dollars in revenue last year. Nice. And, and, and it, it's, it's such a small amount in comparison for a company that has a valuation now listed in the billions. And yes, yes. certainly that, that, that valuation is based on the fact that there are hundreds of millions or millions of tens of millions at least of active users of that system, yep. right? And yep. so, so there's not a balance. Well, I just think it's it's interesting to see. Yeah, are those going to be? What is the business? What is the value exchange? What is the, the where where does marketing have a role there or not? And um, and if it if it does, you know, certainly the just advertising alongside it is not it, right? So we yep. need to really you know rebuild that. Yeah. When we come back from our next break, I want to talk to you about you know maybe some of the things that you're doing with some of your clients because I know you're always doing really um, cutting edge things and, and um, 
a lot of what your clients are doing are the things that are winning in Cannes and elsewhere. And I'd love to hear some case studies of some of the innovative work that you're doing. Um, just to give us an example of how going back to reputation management, this, this can all pay off in the end. Um, because some of this stuff you're working on is, is long tail, right? You know, it, it's, it's a long process. But I'd love to hear, you know, what you've heard, what you've experienced as results. Absolutely. And so when we come back, more from Bant Brain, the marketing guru here <laughs> on the Tech Cat Show. I'm Lori H. Schwartz. We're bringing you Tech Trends, and we'll be right back after we hear from some friends. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hello, everybody. We're back finishing up with our fantastic marketing guru, Bant Brain. We're just about to dive into some of the case studies, some of the work that Bant's been doing. You know, what can we see that's going on out there now that you've been working on with some of your brands? Um, you know, anything in that, you, that anything that you're allowed to share with us? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that one of the biggest differences from what I, I've done with big brands and working in agencies and Canary is, uh, you know, brand, uh, agencies love to shout about all the activities they're doing for various brands and generally taking credit for things that they don't actually do. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, in the case of Canary, uh, when we're dealing with what we call, you know, we call ourselves the reputation growth company and people's reputations, you know, we generally try to take a back seat uh, and support um, uh, those those companies. And generally, we, we, we are very discreet. Uh, 
certainly some of our clients, you know, uh, are, are doing some more showy type of things. And I'm happy to talk a little bit about one of the cool things that we're doing uh, right now um, with a company called uh, Mondelez. So, uh, you know, Mondelez is, uh, is, a, is, a, is a global snack food company. They've got big brands like Oreo, yeah. et cetera, <laughs> and, um, which you probably, and, and Cadbury, et cetera. We've been able to work with them to uh, build out uh, what they call is kind of like a fearless uh, marketing or fearless talent community to really celebrate the amazing talent that they have in their organization and help those 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 employees actually uh, build out their profiles, build out their reputations, uh, and and also get get those individuals engaged in a dialogue across the company globally. So we uh, have built out uh, you know communities for them in LinkedIn and obviously worked with them on all of their activities online. Um, and we've done big events to support that. Uh, uh, I think, Laura, you may have been part of one of them. I can't remember the one in New York with Internet Week. Um, yes. We're doing another one in Asia. Uh, coming up uh, next week, uh, so we're we're it's been great, and the, the, I think the reason why it's very exciting is that that is a gr- that is is a ca- company that's been building out spectacular brand work, and we've been able to work with them to uh, help celebrate those executives that are doing some spectacular work as well. That's so doing cool. that work. Yeah, that's so cool. And I know right now that all the brands and all the agencies are really struggling to retain talent because it's such a competitive environment. And I feel like every day I'm talking to another colleague who's running a company and who's fretting about losing their younger staff to the latest startup. You know, because you can afford to work at a startup when you're a millennial and you don't have a lot of. Um, you know, a financial responsibility. And so what you make isn't as important as what you're doing. And so is, is part of the work you're doing helping, you know, that piece of it, retaining talent? Because that's uh, yeah. stress right now. Yeah, it's a really good point. Uh, retention of, of great talent is a huge factor uh, for all of these larger uh, companies. And I think it kind of raises a really interesting point, which is, you know, when we started with going out and telling people about what Canary does, a lot of these companies uh, had kind of a natural skepticism, which was, oh, well, if I help my employees, if I help my executives, you know, uh, build out their activities online, then they're going to leave. They're going to go work somewhere else. Uh, and, and, you know, this kind of fear that if, uh, if you help them build that out, then they'll get noticed and, and they'll go. Uh, the reality is it's, it's, in fact, actually the complete opposite. Uh, you know, when companies invest in their employees, uh, those employees feel more connected uh, with their companies. So it's, it's that reciprocal value and that, that, that powerful connection. So um, I, I would say that uh, you know, every company we've ever talked to highlights talent as being their number one issue and their number one factor. And we would tell them that if that's the case, then it, and make sure you invest with them, uh, invest in them, and, and work with Canary. <laughs> and that, that's probably, I think, one of the the, the um, most pluginable pieces of your story right now because it's it's a, basically a problem for every business right now is retaining talent. Yeah. Um, even for companies that for so long 
didn't have to worry about that. You know, you know that in retail, um, kids come and go. But in, on, in, at some brands, you know, that was never the case. They nurtured talent and talent stayed within the company a long time. And that's just not the case anymore, you know. And it's so hard to depend on talent when, when they leave, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think that that's almost one of those, this, those points, Lori, that uh, perhaps I feel needs to be nuanced slightly, yes. which is that there's a view that, that millennials want to leave and want to be on their own. The, the reality is that unless you're independently wealthy or have, you know, have a, have a, 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 a huge kind of like a reserve of cash somehow, uh, you need to work for a living. Like we all need jobs, right? And, and if you have, it, 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 so, so I think that people want to have a job. They, they, they just want to make sure that they have a voice and that they want to, and, and that that voice is p- part of a larger story. Um, I, I, I certainly, you know, we find constantly that um, people, uh, you know, millennials especially, get misunderstood in that regard. Yes. That they're somehow not loyal or not part of companies. That's just not true. We, we find that they are, they can be very loyal. They just want to make sure that they're, they're part of something. They're and being that, heard. Yeah. And that they're, that, that, that's that, how I feel know. in my marriage too. <laughs> I just want to be heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I don't want to get on a soapbox about it, but you know what I'm what I'm trying to yeah. to say here is that it's it's um that that retention issue is one uh, of no one wants to just be coming in and grinding through a day and not actually um, not being asked to kind of participate and think and and develop themselves as thought leaders. I mean that ultimately we all want to be that, and if if that's the case, we really need to give people the capabilities to develop that. What do you think? Um, just you know, we're about to wrap out, um, but what what is your like your favorite little tech gadget thing that you just bought in the in the last couple of months? Anything really um, excite you or turn you on that you got yourself? Um, personal <laughs> private thing. <laughs> uh, you know, I well, so probably the biggest thing I've bought in the last, uh, the most important thing is it was the Apple Watch, and uh, it, what do you think? Um, I, so it's funny. I, I I wore it religiously for you know a couple of months when I got it, and uh, it certainly is pretty nifty in in many respects. Um, but I, I also kind of uh, I think that the idea that the thing that frustrates me the most is the battery life. Right. So the idea that I have to take it off and recharge it every night, which is something that from a, again going back to habits, I'm just not habitually used to doing that with a watch. Right. I'm I'm used to having a watch on my wrist and literally like really never taking it off, right? I mean, it's almost like part of my life or by my body. So I think that that kind of new thing has been tricky to get used to. But I love the buzzing and, the, and all that yeah, type of Yeah, the learning. I have one too, yeah. and I agree with you on the charging. And I also love – it hasn't replaced anything. It's added to sort of my experience throughout my day, especially because women tend to put their phone in their purses and they're away yeah. from their purses, so it's really nice to have something – um, but we're we're going to wrap up soon. But cool. um, as the tech cat to the marketing guru, um, where can we find out more about uh, Canary? 
Uh, go check out our new site. We just relaunched it at Canary, Q-N-A-R-Y.com. Uh, it's probably the best place to go. Or send me an email at Bant, B-A-N-T, at Canary.com. And uh, I'll be sure to get back to you. So amazing to talk to you and so great to hear about what you're doing. And you're always on the cutting edge. So this is Lori H. Schwartz. Your Tech Cat, Technology Catalyst, bringing you insights from trends in marketing and media. Wonderful to have the marketing guru, Mr. Bant Breen, here to talk to us about reputation management. You want to say goodbye to your family, Bant? <laughs> well, thanks so much, Lori. It's been a lot of fun. And again, check out what Bant is doing with Canary and check out what we're doing here at tech, techtv.com, techcattv.com. I'm Lori at techcattv.com. And um, I'm happy to uh, take questions and get you some information back about any tech trends impacting your business. We'll see you next week here on Voice America, 1 p.m. on Wednesdays. Take care, everybody. Keep out of the sun. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 